Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time, and hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes as well as Stitcher Radio, and of course, hello to all of my blog talk radio community, as well as those who may be joining me later in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And I want to let you know that today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight... Our topic is repurpose, restore, renew, because you know that I am love to repurpose things. And tonight I have the opportunity to interview Drew Meyer. He is the Senior Director of Restore Operations Group at Habitat for Humanity. And just sharing how your wonderful donations benefit others. And, of course, Taylor Tip Time is in the next half hour, and I'm going to be providing you with some tax organizing tips, but in this half hour, I'm actually going to probably be providing you with some organizing tips so you can clear the clutter and donate to others. So Taylor's tip time is going to be divided into this half hour as well as next half hour. And, of course, as always, I'll have my product suggestion, my app suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion of the week. And before I let you listen to the interview that I had with um, Mr. Drew Meyer, I want to share with you some facts and statistics. And this is from utahrecycles.org. And it says, Americans throw away enough garbage every day to fill 63,000 garbage trucks, which if lined up end-to-end for an entire year would stretch halfway to the moon in a lifetime. The average American will personally throw away 600 times his or her body weight, which for an average adult, will leave a legacy of 90,000 pounds of trash at the end of their lifetime. Of the garbage Americans throw out, half could be recycled. I repeat, of the garbage Americans throw out, half could be recycled, which is enough to fill a football stadium from top to bottom every single day. And of those recyclables, Americans throw away enough aluminum to rebuild the entire commercial air fleet 
every three months, enough steel to reconstruct Manhattan, and enough wood to heat 5 million homes for 200 years. And last, the U.S. waste disposal costs exceed $100 billion annually. So I just wanted to share that with you. So as you're throwing things out, maybe it's something that you can actually recycle. But one of the things I'm learning is um, that um, you can recycle so many different things um, that we have in our homes and in our lives. So... Um, so now I'm going to tune in. We can both tune in to the interview I did with Mr. Drew Meyer. So just having just a little technical difficulty and voice difficulty. So just bear with me just for a second. Spring cleaning and organizing projects. I thought it would be a great idea to talk with an organization that may be interested in some of the stuff that we have shoved in closets and basements and storage containers that can benefit others. Joining me is Drew Meyer, Senior Director of Restore Operations Group at Habitat for Humanity International. Welcome, Drew, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Janet. I am so excited to have an opportunity to talk with you. I've I've been on your website. I've wrote, I've had a chance to read some of your blogs and just to hear you speak about uh, the opportunity to share some of the things that your listeners might have um, is fantastic. So we um, we feel very blessed for the opportunity to be with you. And one of the things also, Drew, is I really believe in repurposing things. So I don't think people should just throw things out because there's always somebody out there who can either use it for the purpose it was initially attended or maybe take it and use it in another way. So I'm excited about having you here today. Fantastic. So before um, I get started and just finding out some of the stuff that you could probably use from us, um, for those who may not be familiar with um, Habitat, Humanity International, as well as how Restore got started. Could you share a little bit about that? I would love to, and I'll try to keep it as briefly as possible because I could talk about Habitat for Humanity and the Restores for hours, but I'll try to stay very focused. <laughs> so, yeah, Habitat for Humanity, um, Janet, was founded in 1976 by Millard and Linda Fuller in Americus, Georgia. So, uh, our vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. So over those 39 years, Habitat for Humanity has built, rehabbed, repaired, or improved more than a million houses, and we've served more than 5 million people worldwide. We actually operate, obviously, here in the U.S. and Canada, Canada and also um, 70 countries across the world. And I've been blessed... Um, Janet, to be a volunteer for about 18 years. I've actually been with Habitat Humanity International for about five, so I've been so fortunate and blessed to see the impact of the work that our volunteers and we're able to do and how it really impacts families. I mean, the difference it makes for children, their health, their safety, their education, 
And the changes that together we're able to make um, are really multi-generational. So it, it's really an, an exciting ministry. It's a ministry that's constantly evolving. Um, we do continue to build single homes, but since the foreclosures that, that have uh, occurred here in the United States, we're doing rehabs uh, and repairs. We have a program we call Brush with Kindness that um, is really focused on the outside of the homes and landscaping and things of that nature. We've really tried to be responsive to the needs, obviously, here and around the world. You know, we're all, especially me, are getting a little older. And so we're also focused on a program called Aging in Place where we can help people, you know, stay in the homes that they're currently in. We call it home preservation. And like many other nonprofits um, across the U.S., we've really begun to focus on programs and projects that we can do for returning veterans that try to show them how grateful we are for all the sacrifices that they and their families have made over the years. So Habitat has, has really grown and continues to grow, and, and we're really so blessed with the, the resources that, that people share with us and the restore and financially, and it, and it really helps us to grow our work exponentially. So it's really an exciting time for us here at Habitat for Humanity. That's exciting. So when did Restore get started? Because I actually got connected with Restore here at the Philadelphia Home Show. And I oh. was just so in awe of how they were able to just transform some ordinary items and just make them extraordinary. And then we started talking, and they started saying <laughs> how, you know, they take donations. And I said, well, is, are there certain zip codes you don't go in? They said, no, we just really like to see the items to make sure they have good quality because People are going to use them again, and that just made me so happy, Drew. You just don't know how happy that made me feel. <laughs> we, 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 need, we, need, we need more people like you, Janet, to spread the word. So great question. You know, the Restores had been around since um, around 1992. Mm -hmm. There's actually 850 stores across the country. Um, not a lot of people today necessarily know us. But we formed a support team about five years ago, and we're really now to um, we're, we're beginning to brand, you know, the Restore just like any other retailer. Mm -hmm. And so the awareness is is really growing. Um, we think, Janet, that we can get to you know maybe 1,500 stores in the next five years. Um, basically, what a Restore is um, a nonprofit home improvement and donation center. We sell new and gently used furniture, appliances, home furnishing, building materials, and we sell them at a fraction of the retail price, and the revenue we generate then goes right back into the habitat work that we do in the local community and around the world. So it's really another way for people who may not, for example, want to be on a build site, um, maybe they're not comfortable there, it's another way for them to engage in our habitat work. They can shop, donate, or volunteer, and, and in that way really make a difference. Um, so we're excited about all that, that the restores are and can become. We really think, Janet, that they're, in a way, they're the face of habitat in the community. It's a way for us in the restore to kind of spread the word of habitat and get more people, you know, engaged in the work that we do. Um, it's a way, as you were mentioning, for us to, um, to accept items that still have plenty of use and they can be resold, 
people upcycle, recycle, repurpose. We have a lot of fun in the restores. You know, the inventory changes daily. And so we've got a lot of treasure hunters that come in, you know, looking for what's new. Uh, we love to share projects that people have done um, to help people like me to become inspired that, hey, you can take this piece of furniture and turn it into something new and different. You can take a door and turn it into a bedpost or a desk. So there's so many really cool things that are going on. And in the midst of all that activity, you know, we think we have helped create a virtual circle in a way, that the donor gets a tax deduction, the customer gets a great bargain, and we can take those funds and really make a difference for families in the community. So it's really a fun and exciting thing that, um, that we can do with these restores. And, and, I, and I agree, Drew, because I recently finished a project, a couple, they downsized from a three-bedroom into a one-bedroom condo, and they had all these boxes to go through. They called me in just to help them really maximize their space mm-hmm. and figure things out. And as we were going through things, it's, you know, it's the only the two of them now, the children are grown, they have grandchildren, so there was all these dishes, and she's like, and I said, well, are you going to entertain like that? You know, you used to. She's like, no, Janet. So we started putting the dishes aside, and, and then we started putting other items aside, and I was like, let me see if we, and I said, you know what, I found an organization that will come in this zip code, and it was so nice. I connected with the local restore here, sent them pictures of all the items she wanted to donate. Awesome. And I even made arrangements because it was a continuing project to to make sure that I was there so it would make it a lot easier for when they came to pick up the donations. The guys were so nice. So it was just a really nice thing. And I'm like, I tell you, Drew, it is just so exciting because, you know, there's so many people I work with who want to give their things make away. Make a difference. And, mm-hmm. And and even yeah, and the guy, you know, he had the little form, and of course, you know, I just filled it out for my client, and we checked it off, and she signed it, and and then it was just a wonderful process. So that's why I said I have got to get, you know, restore someone from restore just to come on and tell about all the wonderful things you're doing across the country and around the world. Well, you know, the experience that you talked about, Janet, is something we really focused very hard on to make the experience. For people like you, for your clients, you know, we call you donors and we treasure you. And so we really do focus on making the experience enjoyable, um, painless. In fact, we call the folks who come to pick up the donations as our Restore Ambassadors because they're really the people that interact with you, your client, as, as you know, we call you all, as I was saying, donors. So it, it it is something that we really treasure, the fact that people are willing to give things away and to then supply us with the items that we can sell. And, and again, this whole virtual circle continues. It, it really is a lot of fun. I love the excitement in your voice. And we see that, that same level of excitement a lot of times in the store because it's just you know that kind of environment where people – have fun, like I was saying, you find these treasures. It, it's really, you know, I was in the restaurant business most of my career, so I've been in retail, but I've never experienced the level of, of fun and the relationships that we're blessed to build in these restores because of what you and I are, are talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just, and it's just so nice because sometimes people don't necessarily have 
the the transportation or because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the senior citizens they really don't you know aren't able to take a lot of the things exactly. that they want to get rid of across town et cetera so the fact that it's just just an easy process from start to finish. I was just happy as an organizer who always tries to say, okay, people, it's time to let go of stuff, which sometimes it's easy, but then it's like, okay, let's get it out the door. So yeah, you Get the process started. <laughs> yeah, so you make it so much easier for me to do what I do. So that's why I said before people really kind of get into those spring cleaning and organizing projects, there is a place, people, there is a place where you can just get a tax deduction, know that your your items will have new life and a new home and just make someone just, you know, enjoy their space even more. So, Drew, how can people just, if they're living in a part of the country and they're thinking, I'm just decided to clear out the garage, the basement, and they have some things, and after going through the process, they say, you know what, I want to see if I can donate my items. How should they go about doing that? You know, the easiest way, Jen, and a great question, is if you get on Habitat.org, you'll see a, a little icon that leads you to the Habitat Restore kind of landing page. Mm-hmm. And on that landing page, we've got these 850 restores identified by state. And so wherever you might be, you know, you'll be able to then click on, on that specific restore. It will give you the phone number. It will give you their specific website. All you need to do is place a call. You'll get uh, a person on the other line that will help um, find out a time that's convenient for you, schedule that pickup. And, and again, as you were well stating, you know, we've got our trucks that are moving every day, so we love to come to the donor's house, pick up things for them, help them get organized. So it's really as easy as getting on the Habitat.org website to the, to the Restore landing page and then by state, then you'll get your own you know, respective restore, make a phone call, and, and we're off and running. So do you hear that, listeners? You just go to the website and just click on your state and just get things moving, get them out the house and into a new home where they'll be loved and appreciated. Drew, thank you so much for your time today. You know, Janet, it's a pleasure. Thank you for helping us spread the word, and thank you for uh, the work that you do. I think helping all of us get organized is a tremendous thing. So uh, thank you and congratulations for all the great work I'm sure you're doing. Thank you so much, Drew. Have a great day. Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Well, that was a great interview with Drew Meyer. He is the Senior Operations Director of Restore International, which is a part of Habitat for Humanity. And as you heard, they can use your household goods. So, In this half hour, I wanted to provide you with just a few tips on how you can do some spring cleaning, clear your clutter, and then donate to a good cause and also get a tax deduction as well. Now, of course, for organizations that take your clothes, the simple thing to do is when you go to the closet as you're spring cleaning, take out the clothes that you don't wear anymore, the things that don't fit, the things that you just haven't worn, the things that may have had price tag for maybe 5, 10, 15 years. Take them to an organization where you know that it goes to a good cause. Um, I know I take my suits to an organization where uh, women who are reentering the workforce have not only interview suits, but they also have clothes to wear once they are um, given a job. 
So that's one way to get rid of your clothes. Now let's talk about the household stuff. For example, in the living room, you know, as you go through your spring cleaning and you decide to change the decor, you may have something as simple as some candlestick holders. You may have lamps. You may be going through a whole redecorating and may have some tables, chairs, or even some little knickknacks. Those are great items that you can donate and also get a tax write-off. And also think about helping somebody rebuild their life and their home. So that's the living room. Now let's talk about the kitchen. The kitchen is full of stuff that sometimes we have duplicates of. Maybe you decide to redecorate the kitchen, get a new coffee maker. The old coffee maker is good. Why not donate it if it's still working good? Or maybe as you are clearing the clutter in those drawers, you find out you have five and six sets of measuring spoons, some still in the package that you bought it in. Why not donate one? I remember when I was going through my mother's stuff, she had six sets of salt and pepper shakers. The woman never really used salt because of her high blood pressure. So those were things I can donate. It's those little things like that. As you do your spring cleaning and realize you've got duplicates, realize you don't want it anymore, then those are things that you can also get rid of. Then, of course, um, just some spring cleaning tips that can help you. In the bathroom, get rid of stuff that's been expired, whether it's medication, um, over-the-counter products that have an expiration date, consider getting rid of it. Also, a lot of times, especially I'm talking to you women out there, you're watching TV, you hear on the radio of a great product, and you think it'll make you younger, your hair shine better, your skin softer, you use it, you hate it, you just put it back in the cabinet. Well, maybe it's time to get rid of that stuff. And also cosmetics. When our cosmetics get dry, it's time to let it go. So it's time to get rid of that stuff in the bathroom, clear out that clutter, do some spring cleaning. Um, In regards to the bedroom, maybe it's time to just clear out some clutter and make room for some new things. You know, women, we tend to buy lots of things. Maybe it's time to get rid of some of those shoes, donate them that we haven't worn, or sometimes maybe it's time to get rid of those that we have worn. It could be anything from um, the accessories that we have, belts, scarves, handbags. We have so many things that other people can use that are just sitting in our closet, taking up space, and the things that we use often and daily are outside the closet, on the floor, on the exercise machine, hanging off of a door somewhere. So clear out the clutter so that you can have room in your home and in your life for things that you need. Now, again, of course, let me go back to the living room because we have so many electronics, why not get a basket, especially if you have more than three and four remote controls? And a tip that I gave over the weekend is why not put some batteries in that basket? Because a lot of times, and those of you who have teenagers, specifically teenage boys, sometimes when they need a battery, they will just take it out of the remote control for no reason whatsoever and not tell anybody, and you're standing there trying to figure out why the TV isn't coming on. It's because there's no batteries in the remote. So that's just a little tip, little side tip. But also for all of those consoles, accessories, et cetera, get a large container, something decorative. They have these really nice stools that 
also um, can be used as storage just to keep all of those accessories to that electronic equipment so it's not cluttering your living room and your family room, et cetera. And also for the accessories that you need to keep but don't necessarily need to keep out, get a container clear, put all the accessories in it, label, and put it either in a walk-in closet, in the garage, in the basement, et cetera. So you will know just in case you need that one piece, to that one maybe PlayStation or um, maybe possibly to your iPad, your your iPhone, et cetera, but you don't necessarily need to keep it out, but just in case you need it, you'll always know where to get it. So those are just a few tips. So in the closet, get rid of stuff you don't wear. In the bedroom, get rid of the things, the clutter that's just taking up too much space. In the bathroom, get rid of everything that is expired. In your living room, corral things. Your living room and your family, corral things. And, of course, in the kitchen, just get rid of the clutter, um, get rid of things that may be duplicate. So I hope you will um, take those tips and utilize them to help you organize your home, your office, and your life. So I'm going to take a quick break very quick break and take drink some water and you can hear a message from Ms. Lynn Edwards of Virtual Excellence Business Solutions. Hello, this is Lynn Edwards from Virtual Excellence and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Well, Got Clutter? Get Organized podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up to our URL, which is audibletrial.com forward slash get organized, you can get one free audiobook and one month trial of the service. And my audiobook suggestion for this week is The Life Laundry How to Dejunk Your Life. And is do you do your bills and paperwork stack up? Is your living room littered with newspapers? Can you never find a clean shirt in your wardrobe? In Life Laundry Storage Expert, Dewana Walter shows you how to take control over your possessions with practical exercises to tackle clutter hot spots around your home. Again, that is the Life Laundry: How to Declutter, Dejunk, Dejunk Your Life by Dewana Walters. That's my Audible book suggestion this week, and you can get a free copy of that by going to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized to get a free audiobook as well as a one-month free trial of service. Well, as I said, I had two Taylor Tip Time segments. The first one was about the clutter. The second one, of course, we are um, a less than a month away from tax time, so I know a lot of you out there are, if you haven't already filed your taxes, you may still be overwhelmed with the paperwork. So I am going to share with you some tips on how to get organized this year, but also I'm going to give you some tips on how you can get organized for next year. So for those of you who are just, just overwhelmed with all of the receipts, et cetera. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is just make a list of deductions you can use. 
and basically go back to your 2013 taxes as a guide. You got your, you have your charitable contributions, you have your medical expenses, you have my have mortgage, interest, property taxes, etc. So that's the first thing. So you make your your list. The next thing is that's number one. Number two is use the table, the floor, or any flat surface that you can find, and just sort your receipts by those categories: charitable contributions medical, et cetera. Once you sort them, then you'll have your piles. Then you take those piles and you either put them in an envelope or you put them in pocket folders or sometimes people like to use accordion files. But clearly label each so you'll know 2014 medical, 2014 charity. Then what you really want to do is, and this is being you know proactive, before you sit down with your tax professional, you want to total everything. You want to take all of those and total them. So if you want to make it simple and just write on the envelope the totals and take all of that with you, that's fine. I know some people like me will probably maybe have a list or you can do a spreadsheet, whatever you feel comfortable with. So make sure, number one, you have a list of everything you need, all the categories, then you take them and separate them, put them in envelopes, pocket folders, accordion, whatever, label them, and then you make sure you have those totals. So once you have those totals, then you can take that, whether you do your taxes yourself, you take them to your tax professionals. Now, I'm going to let you know how Janet Taylor, Ms. Totally Organized, goes to her tax professional. Basically, I go with two sheets. That's it. No receipts. Two sheets. I have a sheet for Janet, and then I have a sheet for my business. So, because that's really all they need is they just need the totals. Now, it's always good to have your uh, receipts as backup, but basically that's all they need them for is backup because they need to take those totals and plug them in. And I'm telling you this because it saves you a lot of times when you're sitting down with that person who does your taxes because basically they're just going to take those totals. Now, once you have completed your taxes, you're getting your refund, you know you're getting a refund, take that and archive it. That means whether you take a rubber band and just rubber band it together, you get a box, label it Taxes 2014. Now, depending on the type of box, you may be able to put a couple of years' worth of taxes in one box. But make sure you have them all your tax years organized. So, And you just archive them. So whether you want to archive them in the basement um, in the garage, but at least everything will be clearly labeled just in case you have to go back and refer to those for any reason whatsoever. Now, for those of you who have scanners, this may be a great time to, first of all, make sure you have a scanned copy of your tax returns because I have scanned copies of all of most of my recent tax returns. Um, I have to get a PDF of them, so that way I have them, and should I need to make a copy, for any reason, I can just print a copy out. But also, if you want to reduce the amount of paperwork you have in your home in your life, you can also scan, begin scanning your receipts. Now, a lot of you out there hold on the receipts way too long. Um, I spoke to one one time. She had 22 years' worth of pay stubs, 22 years. Now, if you just think about the volume of that, if she got paid twice a month. It's 22 years' worth of those. So go to irs.gov. That's irs.gov, and they have a publication called 552. 
but you can download it, or if you want, you can just save it to your computer. That lets you know how long to keep the receipts according to their guidelines. Of course, they have that seven-year rule, but it's a great guideline because I think every single person needs to have a family retention schedule, how long they need to keep information and receipts, et cetera. Everybody's different. I did a workshop this weekend, and people wanted to know how long I keep my stuff. Well, anything related to business, I keep the seven years. But anything for Janet, because most of my stuff is usually just a lot of credit cards, utilities, food bills, I don't really need to keep that, especially once I've consumed the food. I don't need to keep the receipt. Um, So things like that. Or, you know, even with, with credit cards, you know, unless I'm making a major payment and I'm paying something off, I usually keep the last bill. Um, and a lot of times if there's a major purchase on it, I like to keep the bill. But other than that, I usually keep it about a year or two, and after that I usually shred them. And this is a great time of year to start looking for shredding events because they're going to be cropping up all over the country. So start looking, start getting all of that stuff you need to shred, put it in a box, and take it to them. So, but have that family retention schedule so that you know how long to keep stuff. And talk to the person who does your taxes, your financial planner, your legal person. Say, how long do I really need to keep stuff? And the last thing is I want you to get a jump start on the 2015 tax season. Now that you've got your refund, your stuff is archived, begin creating a file now. And I would suggest, first of all, you get... Um, either envelopes, pocket file folders, and start putting those receipts and categorizing those receipts now so it will be a lot easier. But also create a spreadsheet by month of all of those expenses if you pay things monthly. Um, some things you do pay monthly, some things you pay quarterly, and some things you just pay whenever it needs. But create those categories and then discipline yourself as you, before you put the receipt in the envelope or the pocket folder, to go to your spreadsheet and put it in. Because then at the end of the year, all you have to do is bring those totals over. You don't have to fuss with receipts. You don't have to fuss with totals. It'll take you probably less than 30 minutes to total everything and get yourself ready for that 2015 refund a lot faster than it did for your 2014 return. So I hope you will... Utilize and enjoy those tailor tip time. Get organized for the tax season tips. And, of course, moving right along, the next thing is Janet's mailbag. And I want to thank you all for your emails, your tweets, your posts on Facebook. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Thank you for following me on um, Blog Talk Radio. And Marie, welcome. I thank all of you for showing up and coming out for the teachers conference on Saturday. I had a wonderful time. It had been a long time since I actually stayed for the entire conference and I mean I got there a little earlier before my presentation. Of course I did my presentation and then I stayed for the lunch and I truly enjoyed the entire day. And if you go to my Instagram page and my Facebook page you'll get to see the pictures and I even reconnected with a wonderful friend who is now actually a state rep here in Pennsylvania. So that was wonderful. So continue following me because this is Podcast 299. 
Next week will be Podcast 300. I'm excited about that, and, of course, I'll give you a little bit more details about that as I close. But I'm excited about that because moving forward, I plan on giving some things away. Of course, next week I'm going to be giving some things away. I'm going to be giving my e-books away, all of my e-books, not the free ones, the other ones. I'm going to be giving them away, so make sure you are connected with me either via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just make sure. So I'm going to be giving away some free product. Well, today is Monday, and you know what that means. Tomorrow is Toss It Tuesday. So I want you to think about donating one item in your home that you know someone else could use in theirs and appreciate it. One thing, just one thing, it could be a candlestick holder. It could be maybe uh, some dishes that you have not used. It might even be some slip covers that you bought that you decided when you got them home and really looked at them in the light that you didn't like them, so they've just been sitting in your closet for weeks, months, years. Whatever it is, I want you to donate it to a good cause, to somebody who could really appreciate it, and I want you to to share it because show your throw. So it's called show your throw. Hashtag show your throw. Take a picture of it and send it to me and let me know what you have donated because I will be looking for something in my home. I wouldn't tell you something that I wouldn't do, and I'm going to show it to you on my Facebook and my Instagram page as well. My app suggestion for the week is Giving Goodwill. That's right, Giving Goodwill. It's an app. And basically what you do is you select your Goodwill location from the map or list of Goodwills in your area, and you go to the location detail screen, and near the top you will see select a favorite button, and you can click that on. So basically that allows you to find a Goodwill, Giving Goodwill in your area, and it allows you to just, give something to someone, an organization, a group that can benefit from something that you have in your home and in your life. My product suggestion is from Bed Bath & Beyond, and it's a kitchen cabinet organizer because I know a lot of you are doing some spring cleaning and you want to maximize your space and how you can Um, access things in your cabinets, you as well as other members of your family. So I thought the cabinet, kitchen cabinet organizer would be a great suggestion. And, of course, you know after the show you can go to my social media and actually see what it looks like. And, of course, you can also go to my Pinterest page and my products section to see what that looks like as well. And my repurpose. My repurpose, you know I love my repurpose. My repurpose is, because it's getting part of the spring cleaning, getting rid of stuff you don't need, I saw on there someone took a pair of old shoes and used them as planners. And I thought that was a great idea because a lot of times we have a sentimental attachment to things. And we know we can no longer use them, and sometimes nobody else can. But this is a great way to repurpose. I mean, even though I don't have them, but I keep thinking of these wonderful emerald green pumps my mother used to have. I remember them as a child. Now, granted, I don't think anybody else would have probably been able to wear them because I know she dyed them to match a dress. 
But those were pumps that I probably would have wanted to keep, and it would have been great to be able to repurpose them as a planters. So, of course, you and it, this particular repurpose suggestion is in the garden section. If you'll notice on my Pinterest page, I have three repurpose. I have a general repurpose section, things you can repurpose for your office, and things you can repurpose for the garden. So make sure you go to that one as well. So those are my tips and my product suggestions and my app suggestions for the week that will help you organize and just kind of better utilize some of the things in your home as well as in your life. Now, of course, my JMT resources, I am still offering my book, 30 Minutes or Less, Simple Tips to Organize Your Life. It's an e-book that I wrote specifically because I hear so many times People just don't have the time to get organized. Well, I've listed 30 tips that you can um, help organize your life, 30 minutes or less, Thirty, like cleaning the junk drawer, cleaning the area of your bathroom, your bedroom, your closet, 30 tips you can do in 30 minutes or less. And then my second free resource is my 25 tips to organizing your office ebook. 25 tips to organizing your office, and you also get a free audio on how to have a smooth morning routine, which is basically planning the night before, making sure you have a place for your keys. So those are my two free resources, 30 minutes or less, simple tips to organize your life, and 25 tips to organizing your office, free ebook. And, of course, you can always get a copy of 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life, by going to my product page at www.JanetMTaylor.com. Well, as I said, this is show 299. Next week is episode 300, and I'm excited because my dear friend Ola Jackson of Onyx Woman Network will be, I'll be interviewing her, and we'll be talking about reaching goals despite life's challenges, reaching goals despite life's challenges. And I'll be sharing a couple of things that happened in my life that could have been a challenge, but I just kept moving forward. And also one of the things that I admire Ola about is that her son was diagnosed autistic, but she kept pressing forward, and I think now he helps her with all her technology issues in regards to her business. So that should be interesting. And then also um, after the show, I'm going to um, give you access to one of her TED Talks where she talks about, you know, reaching goals despite her life challenges. So that's next week. That's episode 300. And, of course, I'll be giving away a few of my e-books. So I'm excited about that. And then the following week we'll be ending a march with Kena Baker, another one of my guest experts, and she will be talking about getting to the heart of keeping your life and business simple. And that's one of the things Kina does well. Um, she had a very successful virtual excellent, virtual assistance business, and she completely shut it down. She revised a few things because she wanted to simplify things because she's married, she's got children. So she is truly an expert in talking about keeping things simple, and she truly believes in keeping it simple and keeping it so that you can truly enjoy life. So that will be 
the last show of August as we move into, excuse me, March, as we move into um, episode 301, which I'm excited about. So my quote for this week is, you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the season, or the wind, but you can change yourself. That is something you have charge of, and that's Jim Rohn. Again, you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the season, or the wind, but you can change yourself. That is something you have charge of, Mr. Jim Rohn. So I want to, again, thank all of you for listening. 600,000 plus. I thank you so much. You mean so much to me because that's what I'm going to share next week about how I had just a little opposition um, a couple of years ago in regards to this podcast, a little challenge, but I decided to press forward and you truly showed me how much you appreciate me by continuing to listen via Pop Block Talk Radio, via iTunes, via Stitcher Radio. Um, and just also sharing the show on social media. So I truly appreciate you, and I'm going to show you next week on Episode 300. So I want to make sure that you always go to www.JanetMTaylor.com for information about my services, my products, um, speaking engagements, and, of course, you can always um, read my blog, and I'll actually be coming out with another one this week, as well as make sure you sign up to my um, mailing list so that you can get my newsletter that comes out twice a month. So, again, I want you thank you so much for joining me this evening. And, of course, until next time, I hope you have a clutter-free day, but most of all, I hope you have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got 